0: Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey everyone, today I'm joined with Cassie Marie. She studies cults. She also has a YouTube channel called No Culty Vibes. I found her on TikTok. Y'all know me, and I want to welcome her to the show. So, welcome to the show,
1: Cassie. Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: I love your content. That's the whole reason I got a hold of you. So, Cassie Marie, how the heck did you get into this particular genre?
1: Well, it's kind of a long story, but I got interested in making content about cults because I had experience in three different cult-like groups or cult groups. The last one being very traumatizing and the most harmful for me personally out of all three, though they all had their moments of harm. And I actually watched Leah Remini's Scientology in the aftermath. Oh yes, I and Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Was just so fascinated by it, and so interested in cult psychology that I started looking into all kinds of like what is a cult, what is behind the psychology of joining them, yeah. how do people like control people in them, and through that exploration, I was like, oh, oh no, I, I was might be in
0: a cult. In a cult. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like Roberta levin's effect i've interviewed her too i don't know if you know who she is she's on the mlm side of cults i've interviewed she's a she's a friend of mine and i interviewed her too and she's just like i didn't realize i was in a cult and and i'm starting to wonder if some of those tiktok shops are starting to you know when they're selling things are starting to they're kind of culty to me they've got that lula you know what i mean they do yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes.
1: And in fact, my first cult of like my culty groups was an MLM. I joined Mary Kay when I was 18 oh, years old. Oh, wow. And you know, so I love Roberta. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> Roberta's fantastic. And you know, it's kind of like with, and I don't know if the same is about Mary Kay. I'm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so we all know very well who Mary Kay was. But mm-hmm. yeah, but um, like Avon really didn't start out that way, but they became an MLM later on. So I don't know if that's how it was with Mary Kay as well, because you could legit legit make money with those kinds of things way back in the day when it didn't become this kind of money gouging thing, right?
1: Right. I think with Mary Kay, it was kind of legitimate for a while. I know she did the direct sales option fairly early on. Okay. But you can make money selling the products, but I think it, it gets really culty when you start like building your team. Oh, yeah.
0: Try yeah. to get all your friends involved. And yeah. But what I really like about what you do, you go into some of the religious stuff because because you were brought up in more of a higher demand, fundamentalist kind of evangelical thing. Tell me about how you became kind of gifted in that. I want to know all about that.
1: Okay, yes. So the second cult that I was part of was a church called Morningstar Ministries, started by a man named Rick Joyner. And I tell people that I was a Christian psychic because I learned they they would have never called it that, that psychic is a bad word in those circles. Um, It was called prophetic and prophetic ministry, and I actually wasn't raised in it. (laughs) I was raised Catholic and Methodist. My mom's side of the family was Catholic. I went to Catholic church as a young child, and then I was Methodist for most of my, like, young teen years, and then I didn't go to church as a teenager. My husband, my now husband, was my boyfriend at the time. He was raised in a much more religious environment, and when we both moved away from our parents' home, we moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, and... His sister recommended Morningstar Mm. and we started going to Morningstar together. And it was a much more normal experience for him, which is why I think I took to it a lot easier and felt like really good and safe there. Uh And it was very like the Christianity I was raised in did not do any psychic things. So at first I felt like it was like very progressive and open spiritually and very different from some of like the more strict Catholicism aspects that I was raised in. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I was in it for a number of years and learned how to be prophetic and be a Christian psychic that I started seeing some of the harms that it was causing and started to deconstruct.
0: Wow. Okay. So there you go. The deconstruct word that we all know, because, you know, I'm on Mormon TikTok. I'm on all the... (laughs) You know, and the Jehovah Witness TikTok. I've interviewed someone like, I've interviewed ex Mormons, uh, couples, single people, and there's that one core kind of thing where the the bite model is very strong in all of these, even if they're an MLM or a regular, you know, religious cult. And the bite model is a stands for behavior, information, thought, emotion, and it all equals control. And I looked up the definition of cult just to kind of give my listeners a depth of what we're talking about. It says it's a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. So most of the time, it's a patriarchal society. And that's unfortunate, because first of all, in my mind, Cassie, when you start worshiping humans, that's a problem, Yeah. you know, so tell me what you think about that.
1: Yes, I think that's true. Something that I find really interesting about cults and things like the bite model, though, is that most groups have some aspects of cults or of the bite model. Right. Yeah. So I think some of the most harmful and most destructive cults are centered around one specific person, yes. like you said, worshiping a human gets really sketchy. But I think because of like the patriarchal systems, like you were discussing, sometimes the systems just have harm in them as well. Right, right. And I think sometimes we don't realize we're worshiping one person. Like, in a lot of Christian cults, yeah. they kind of dupe you into thinking you're worshiping God or worshiping Jesus, when really you're worshiping one man's version of God in Jesus. Right. So I so agree with you. And I think it's fascinating, like, how nuanced that can get and how I think sometimes people can use that as a reason they're not in a cult, right? Like, oh, we worship Jesus. Like, when I was in my cult, we would have never, never said we were worshiping a man. But exactly. this the belief system that we had came came from a harmful system that was developed by one or even like a group of men at the
0: time. You know, and I've interviewed near-death experiencers, and some of them have seen the divine, you know, Jesus, you know, spirit. And um, from what they understood, he never wanted to be worshipped. That wasn't what he wanted to be. He just wanted you to live like maybe how he lived and loved everyone and everyone was accepted and everyone was just as important as the next person. And then that got really weird with some people that didn't like what he was spreading, and, and now even the evangelicals are saying today that Jesus was too woke. And I'm like, are you kidding me?
1: Serious. Oh, gosh, like, yes. Like, oh, that yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Pretty early on in my deconstruction, I remember someone saying, the first time I heard someone say that, they had some kind of podcast or something along the lines of, I don't think Jesus wanted to be worshiped oh, yeah. or like Jesus would be absolutely shocked and appalled at like what has been created oh, in his name. Yeah. And that was something that was very eye-opening to me at the time for sure. Yeah.
0: You know, and that's the true like the Bill Gothard of, you know, the Duggars and how they uh, went to school and learned how to study and all those things. Yeah. Um, but Bill Gothard, He started this crazy fundamentalist religion, or at least his branch of it, and the guy had never been married, never had kids. And he's telling you how to raise kids and be married. And now, of course, he's been canceled. They totally fired him. But, of course, Jim Bob, I think, is trying to take over, so that's better, right? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But and guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I did interview Laura Smith with the Shiny Happy People docuseries on Amazon. So go back to that one, too. And I just released that again. I did it last year and I re-released it again. So if you guys are in the dark, um, there's a documentary about the uh, Duggers and all of the things they uh, studied and believed and uh, now it's a little bit disparaging now uh so but
1: listen to that episode oh yeah yeah
0: the things that happened to her holy crap but let's talk about Scientology because I don't know if you ever listened to last podcast on the left but they did a really good deep dive uh about three years ago on Scientology this podcast has been around forever they're a bunch of comedians but they're so smart, and they really do their research. And the things I found out about L. Ron Hubbard, Lafayette, Ron Hubbard, that was his first name. No wonder he went by L. Ron. Um, I tell you what, the guy BSed his way into every single thing in his life,
1: and now he's got a religion. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard is Fascinating. I listened to last podcast on the Left's series they did on David Miscavige, who's yes. the current leader yes. of Scientology. I don't know if I've listened to the one that they did like a little while ago on just Scientology, yeah. but yes, L. Ron Hubbard is like the original grifter. I, <laughs> like mean, he, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I know people were grifting beforehand. The term snake oil salesman, I think dates back a really long time, yeah, but I, I think it's fascinating that a lot of times people speculate with Cult leaders, whether they believe in what they're preaching, like if they believe it so much and it just gets out of control. Or if they know they're BSing everything and they're just lying to people. And I think Elron L. Hubbard is like the best example of someone who was just absolutely BSing everything oh, and like did. fully knew he was lying to everyone.
0: And when I interviewed B, I interviewed someone who left Scientology and I couldn't even label it Scientology because I didn't want the Scientology people to come after me. So she said, don't label it that because those are trigger words for them and they you know, she goes, I can't imagine them doing anything to you. She goes, but I don't want them knowing where I am, even though she wasn't even going by her real name. That's how scared she was. And, and I tell you what, the things she went through, and I, I cannot believe, and and it's, it's almost like when Nicole Kidman left, and Katie Holmes left, they never talk about it. And I think they're just literally frightened to death.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that they have a unique position because they were married to Tom Cruise and because they had children with him and because he's so high up in the church and is best friends with David Miscavige and gets really special privileges beyond even regular celebrities within Scientology. I'm sure with them leaving, there are probably even legal things involved, but I would imagine they're very scared for their children as well oh absolutely. and yeah that's yeah. like a whole element that they have to consider in addition to what everyone else has to consider because it's scary enough already exactly
0: and you know it's funny because when i was talking to b i said how did you not understand she, you know she her mother became a scientologist because of her father So she goes, I understood how it felt to be not in Scientology. And she goes, and I knew it was wrong, but I totally bought into it because my parents thought it was great. So, of course, I'm impressionable. Of course, I think it's great. And then I said, Well, did you not know it was weird? Or she goes, Nothing negative is said about L. Ron Hubbard, anywhere near that organization. I Googled him once I got out of there and couldn't believe what I was reading about him.
1: Yes, yes. Scientology is very good at information control, the eye part of the bite model. They are very secretive and they maintain such psychological control over their members that people are afraid to even look up any information and Scientology curates very specific information for everyone to hear and they are like the top of information control of most cults I think Oh,
0: I totally believe you and agree with you because I was just blown away she was like no I had no idea we worshipped him he was like everything to us anything he said we did and I'm like but he was dead she goes I know but there's he wrote books he was a writer as you know and he wrote and wrote and wrote and they just went by what he said and I'm like this guy literally BSed his way into the Navy and decided to start bombing some kind of magnetic thing outside of Mexico in a submarine almost started World
1: War Three. And he's who you worshipped? Really? (laughs) Jeff? It's really wild being outside of these cults. It sounds so obvious, right? Yeah. Like we can look at it from the outside and be like, this is absolutely insane, which is just a testament to cult psychology and how I don't even know the word for it. How coerced, how controlled yeah. you yeah. can be and how effective those methods of control are yeah. that when you're in it, you cannot see it.
0: Well, in- With Heaven's Gate, my aunt. I kept asking my cousin, you know, what happened, you know, and she said, Leslie, she was so lost. And she felt so disconnected. When it came to religion and being a part of something, she sacrificed myself, my brother and my father to join a cult. And they made her feel welcome. And they made her feel accepted because she just never felt easy in her own skin for years. She wasn't happy. And that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We all have different vulnerabilities, right? And all it takes is being in the right state of mind at the right time when someone introduces you to something. And it happens slowly over time, but I think we're all a lot more vulnerable to this stuff than we think. And maybe not at all times. And I think being educated um, in cults and coercive control for sure helps. But I was shocked to realize just how simple it is to be in that vulnerable state to join something so controlled.
0: You might be in love with someone. We, I've interviewed someone who had the Twin Flames cult going. I mean, it was just like, is there nothing sacred anymore in this world? Are we all going to have to join a cult to have a life in this world? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But let me ask you this. Being a Christian psychic or psychic medium, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if you were both or just the psychic. I don't know. Tell me more about that. Did you predict things? Did it come true? Did you have a gift? Or was it all in your head?
1: So I don't know how best to explain what I think was happening at the time. Mm -hmm. I did not predict the future. And we were taught to prophesy in a specific way. So we believed that we were hearing from God directly or from Jesus, for other people. And we were supposed to only prophesy for someone's encouragement, edification, and comfort. So that was something we did that we felt was different from psychics or psychic mediums, is it wasn't necessarily future telling. Although, let me tell you, when you get really deep into this stuff, people did start doing future telling. And there are a lot of prophetic people and leaders now today that do a lot of future telling. But the way that I was taught, we were not supposed to do that. We were just supposed to receive words of encouragement for people from God. It was similar, I think, to light language. Mm. I got into a lot of like New Age stuff on my way out of Christianity. Uh and it felt like it felt very similar to maybe like an oracle card deck like you would pull oracle cards and there's you can get whole decks that are like just for encouragement it was kind of like that so people would come to us and i would like close my eyes and pray and ask for god to speak to me and give that person a word i would either see images in my mind's eye Or feel a specific feeling in my body, or feel like some people described like they would feel tingles in parts of their body, or some people said they had like actual visions and heard audible things from God. I never experienced anything like that. I felt like it was similar to how you imagine anything, like when you're. Reading a book, and you imagine like what's happening in the book. It felt like my imagination, but I can't explain how I would think of these things, right? Like they were very random. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I would say them, and I couldn't ever imagine how this would apply to someone's life. But, you know, at least 50% of the time, it usually did. People, you give them the word, and then they take it, and they're supposed to kind of pray about it and interpret it more for themselves between them and God. Mm. I felt like I was really good at it. I've had people that I prayed over come back to me at that same church like a year or two later and say, that word that you gave me changed my life. Mm. It was so accurate. It really informed a lot of things that I did moving forward. And I have made prophetic art for people and given them encouragement through art And I've had people say that it really spoke to them exactly where they were in their life. And, you know, we get a lot of like life changing comments and things like that. Just kind of scary when you think about it that, you know. I'm kind of just hearing what random stuff and people are changing their whole lives over it. Yeah. But it's a really interesting thing.
0: Well, and my thing is to now, and I don't know if you believe in this and you certainly do not have to, but how I approach it is you were probably absolutely channeling something and you had the good intention of channeling, maybe God, Jesus, however you want to say what source is for you. Uh, and also, Well, I think we all have guides and I think they guide us and help us and remind us of things or whatever. So I think that's a thing. And you probably were picking up on some of that. Because I do think that psychic mediums are absolutely real. And I don't think everyone that's on TikTok might be real. But I do think we have the ability. I mean, with near-death experiencers, we absolutely move on. We absolutely have an afterlife. I mean, I've talked to too many of them. And at the core, none of them wanted to come back. And all of them said the other side is more real than here. And it's just amazing to me that and this is just truly, we're experiencing our human existence for God. And people are like, well, why would God need that? He's omniscient. Why would he need that? Well, he wants Cassie's interpretation. He wants Leslie's interpretation. Oh, that's how you felt. Okay, let's put that in the bank. Let's go back and work on something else. And I do believe in reincarnation and all that. Um, But obviously, that's just my personal belief. But I do think that we're here for a reason for a purpose. And I think what you're doing right now, even if you don't even consider it that this is absolutely light work to me. When you're trying to raise awareness about people joining cults or just if nothing else, the definition of cults and all these different varieties of ways you could be in a cult is absolutely something that people will get something out of. Just like when you watch Scientology, you got something out of it because you're like, holy crap, was I in a cult?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So my personal beliefs are leaning a lot more agnostic and Mm -hmm. even atheist these days I still like kind of weave in and out of like believing in spiritual things and not believing in them. But I do see where they're really helpful. And I do, I agree with everything you said. And I think that, you know, spirituality can be such a beautiful thing. And, you know, that's part of why I was part of this for many years and why I loved it so much, because there are such great things about encouraging people and there are such great things about having a spiritual connection and believing in whatever it is that you believe. And I think that's great. And it's not until these things get manipulative or or coercive or harmful Or when you think that your way of believing in things is the only right way and your experience of things is the only right experience and everyone else is doing things wrong and should change. That's where I start to have a problem.
0: Because in my mind, we create our own realities. And so what my reality is may not be Cassie Marie's reality you know, you you know, and so I look outside the box and go, well, how do you see it? Because I want everyone's interpretation. I want to know how you feel about this. Because it's important to me to know how you feel. You're just as important as anybody else I interview. As you know, we talked about that before we started recording. So but I also think because you had that religious aspect toward your Christian psychic medium kind of thing. That's a bad taste in
1: your mouth. I get it. It does. And I was very spiritual deconstructing from that. And that felt a lot more freeing. And I'm sure this can be another story for another day. There are just some experiences I've had that have me leaning more atheist right now. But truly, we don't know, right? Right, right, And I think that's the most important thing that I've taken from, you know, being a cult hopper, being an ex cult hopper, being part of three different very culty situations, is that, the second you think you know better than someone else like that's when you're in dangerous territory and uh, like the way that you talk about near death experiences and people feeling like that's very real, like that's very real to them. And I don't have an explanation for right, that. Right, yeah. And in the future, I may be way more spiritual again than I am now, yeah. you know, like I was before. I don't know like where life will take me or where experiences will take me. So I agree. I love, love, love hearing other people's experiences and me other too. people's interpretation of, of the world and their experience and I also think that as long as spirituality is serving you for being on earth right now and being on this planet and isn't overly focused on what happens when you leave this planet or what happens in other dimensions you can explore those things sure but as long as that doesn't become more important than what we're experiencing on earth right now. I think that's perfectly healthy. Absolutely,
0: and real quick, and I wanna tell you a couple of things. The near death experiencers that I've talked to, they say, God slash source has nothing to do with religion. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. But also my husband thinks, you know, the paranormal stuff that I talk about is a bunch of garbably goop. And my listeners know that. Mm -hmm. And he loves me and supports me and is so proud of me anyway. But, you know, he grounds me because he still allows me. And I say allow, that's not the right word. He still thinks it's great that I love and have some kind of passion for this. If nothing else, Mm -hmm. just to let you know, my whole thing is I don't want anybody to be afraid to die. I think that's yeah. really where I come from. And I'm, and there's so many people, like I have family members who are more Catholic and they're like, well, how do you know? How do you know? And I'm like, I just have that calm feeling. And I've talked to so many people and that none of them know each other. And they all say the same thing. And after a while, you you know, there's no telephone game here. This is all the same information. So, and I'm not saying I know it all because I don't, I don't. Yeah. But I certainly have a piece about it, and in my mind, and the way I interpret it, that's my truth. Yes, and I love that. I love
1: that we can all have that for yeah, ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So
0: I, like I said, I love your content, guys. If you have TikTok, look Cassie Marie up. She's fantastic. She does little dives on things, but so many different kinds of things. Whether it's you know the Duggars, this new what's her name, Frankie, Ruby Frankie, Ruby,
1: Ruby Frankie from Eight Passengers. Oh
0: gosh she's been arrested because of her child yeah. abuse yeah and it's just so sad that neighbors and friends were and family members were trying to nail this woman and her family for the horrific things they were doing to their children starving them tying them up with duct tape it's just horrific and that is to me she's a narcissist i don't know if that's necessarily yeah. a cult i think it's more of a narcissist personality
1: yeah i think so i think i've heard one cult scholar I wonder if Stephen Hassan, who developed the yes. bite model, might have been the one that said this, that not all narcissists are cult leaders, but most cult leaders are malignant narcissists. Okay, yeah. So when we see someone so involved in cults like that, there's definitely themes of narcissism that run through their behavior and their choices. Exactly.
0: And don't get me wrong, guys. And this is no slam on religion in general, because I think religion can be beautiful. And I've told you many times can be beautiful. And if it's giving you encouragement and it's making you be a better person because of it, by all means, go wherever you choose to go. That is not what I'm saying. I'm talking about these very high demand things like the Duggars, where they're little robots and they have no choices of their own and they have no say in their own lives. And then they're indoctrinated and then they have nowhere to go, but in Congress and make laws. So uh, we don't want that. No, we do not. <laughs> right? So Cassie, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: So you can find me on TikTok or Instagram at the dot Cassie Marie. Mm-hmm. I am working on changing all of my ads to be the same. Because on YouTube, it's at no culty vibes, and my podcast is no culty vibes okay. as well. Okay. So that is currently what it is, but I'm working on changing them all to at no culty vibes. Okay. But if you search Cassie Marie or no culty vibes on any of the platforms, you should find me there.
0: Okay. And I'll add all the information on my show notes because Cassie, you have been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on my show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun and great conversation.
0: Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost.